Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Michael Martz, CIO at Ohio Valley Health Services and Education Corporation. In this segment, Martz talks about the Meditech First strategy his organization is using to create a single, unified patient record, the things he vowed to do differently during his second migration from Magic to 6.1, and why he believes his team had no other choice than to go Big Bang. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with us. Hi, Kate. Happy to. Great. So if you could um, give a little bit of information about Ohio Valley Health Services and Education Corporation. <laughs> okay starting with the long name. We are, we're a two-hospital system based in Wheeling, West Virginia, uh, second hospital right across the river in uh, Martins Ferry, Ohio. Uh, combined, we're about 340 licensed beds between the two. Roughly 1,600 staff, all the normal ambulatory sites, uh, various specialties such as orthopedic center of excellence, oncology practices, uh, pretty broad range. We, Wheeling is a small city, so we are in an urban area. Uh, we do have competitors and friends around us in the marketplace, so uh, we, we try and be as, as lean and aggressive uh, as we can, and we work to partner with other smaller hospitals in the region to provide lab services and, and whatever kinds of collaboration they need so that we're, we're all working effectively for our patients. Okay, and is that pretty informal, or is there a uh, like a more formal group as far as the other ho- the uh, smaller hospitals you collaborate with? Oh no, it, that, that's informal. Each of them are separately owned, uh, so so these are just partnerships that we team up with each of them uh, to meet whatever their particular needs are. With some of them, we'll share physicians. We might share IT capabilities or lab services. It just depends on the needs of each. Okay. In, in many cases, they are referring patients to us. And, and so we're trying to make sure we keep a good partnership and collaboration going with them. Okay. And just for, for reference, like Wheeling and East Ohio <laughs> Regional Hospital, about how far apart are these? The two hospitals line of sight are only about four miles apart, although they're in separate states and, the, and a pretty wide river to cross. You can drive between them in about 10 minutes. Okay. And you've been with the organization how long now? Uh, about six months now. I came here from Meadville Medical Center in Meadville, Pennsylvania, which is a, a similar organization, although uh, that was a single hospital in a much, much more rural area and uh, about two-thirds the size of this organization. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into uh, more of that in a little bit. But sure. first, um, as far as the, the, the clinical application environment, um, you were using Meditech currently? Yes, yes. This hospital's had Meditech Magic for roughly 20 years, and uh, that includes the acute and ambulatory side. And we are in the process right now of replacing that with a new Meditech 6-1 system, um, again, both acute and ambulatory. We've been lucky to keep most of the departments running on Meditech here, and, and we're definitely continuing that strategy going forward. Uh, trying to avoid having best-of-breed systems everywhere that we possibly can. Right. 
so there's there's only a couple of departments that have other systems and uh, they use Meditech as well and, and use Meditech for everything they possibly can such as our uh, OB unit they they have a uh, OBIC system for the for the phenol monitoring strips but they do all the documentation in Meditech so that we have that that single patient record okay and is that something that you see um, happening even in the long term just utilizing Meditech wherever you can, but then when necessary still uh, you know, allowing for some other systems to be used? Sure. We, we definitely want to follow a Meditech first strategy right. uh, simply because we can best serve our patients when we have a single unified patient record, the yeah. same patient information no matter what our, our setting of care is. So wherever Meditech can do the, the job, we're going to go with it first. Where it cannot, then we'll look at other systems but keep them as tightly integrated as possible and try to avoid having separate islands of information as, as best as we can. Right. I think most healthcare has to do that these days as, as we all move to be much more patient-centric and much less centered around you know, our little islands of expertise. Yeah. Yeah, but, but not an easy transition, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> no. No, it certainly is not. Okay. And as far as uh, going to 6.1, what, what kind of timeline are you looking for? We began that process, actually the hospital began it a month before I got here last September. We will be going live with the system October 1st of this year. Uh, we'll be going big bang with the, with the hospital and all of the ambulatory practices on the same morning. So we're getting ready for that, that big event now and how to make sure that it goes as smoothly as we can possibly make it go. One of my blessings is that I did the same thing for my previous hospital up in Meadville. So, so I do have a pretty good experience to draw on and, and know what to expect. I know a lot of the mistakes not to repeat. Uh, so hopefully we'll make it go well. And when you did that, um, is there any, are there things that, that uh, stand out as being uh, particular challenges can you give any examples maybe of things that, that you might do differently? <laughs> a few. <laughs> uh, yes, two key things. One is focused on better testing. A lot of the testing that we had done at Meadville went well, but we found that there were some areas that we needed to test more than we did. Probably uh, the biggest thing is making sure that we're generating charges appropriately from all of our documentation so that... Uh, the, the new charges flow as the old ones did. The other key thing is uh, engaging physicians and, and especially training physicians. And that's one area that we definitely have a stronger focus here, I think, than we did at Meadville. Uh, when we prepared for it at Meadville, we provided a lot of options on physician training, including classes that they could go to at the elbow support. We built uh, computer-based training that we gave them on a thumb drive so they could take it home and do it themselves, tried to give them every possible option. But what we failed to do was mandate the training. So a lot of the physicians took some advantage of it, but, but really didn't take it seriously. And as a result, the first day of, or really the first couple weeks of Go Life were really a challenge for, for many of the physicians, both at Meadville and here at Ohio Valley, uh, Go Live Day is going to be a bigger event than a lot of people realize because we're going to be going 
pretty much fully paperless. Uh, the morning that we go live, all paper charts are going to disappear from the floors, which is not something most hospitals do. So the doctors are not going to have any charts to go look at. They're going to have no choice but to sit down at a computer and, and look up the information on their patients. And that's a big change for many of them. Yeah. So we, we have focused very hard here at having a stronger uh, physician advisory committee for the entire project. Uh, than we had at Meadville, another lesson learned for me. We have probably 15 physicians engaged in guiding us through the project. And by guiding us, I mean they're, they're validating uh, a lot of the decisions. They're making a lot of the decisions. They're, they're helping review the build and guide us through the build to make sure that, that what we provide them actually meets their needs. They are um, setting requirements on their peers, such as training. Uh, they have all agreed that we're going to require that all physicians have training before they can use the system the first day. So we're now working through the logistics of, of how do we make that happen? Uh, how do we roll out the mandate and how do we enforce it? So if we can do those things right and ensure that the physicians have actually had the training before that first day, then uh, hopefully that, that day will go fairly well. I think the other main concern here is just because this is a larger organization, having two different sites and also having ambulatory go live the same day, which Meadville did not. Uh, we have an awful lot more offices and sites and departments to provide first day support for. And so it's going to require a much bigger team to pull that off and be successful. Okay, so a lot of good, good information there. And the Physician Advisory Committee, so was that something that was recently put into place? It was. We formed that in January. Uh, it's something we knew we, we needed to do. Meditech had been uh, advising us for several months to, <laughs> to get that organized, and it just took us a while to do. Yeah. But uh, we actually created the committee in, in two parts that, that work in a unified team, but, but we have an ambulatory group that is physicians mostly working in the hospital, working with the main hospital system, and then, and, I'm sorry, an acute group in the hospital and then an ambulatory group for, for the physician practices. Many of the decisions that they make are really joint decisions because the system is a single system and, and what we build affects both sides of that. But uh, we will also split them into separate groups when we get into individual pieces that only affect ambulatory or only affect acute. And I think we're getting much better participation here and physician engagement and hopefully better decisions as a result of that structure. Right. When you talk about things like um, making the tra training a requirement, I, I imagine that some of the thinking of, of having a physician <laughs> advisory committee, because it, it's coming from them, not it, only, it, or not just coming from uh, IT leadership. It, oh, ab absolutely. Absolutely. We also have very strong participation leadership from Meditech's advisory physicians who have been through these kinds of go-lives before as well and they can, they can bring their expertise to bear. But this, this group has really come to closely understand the, the issues and challenges that they and all their peers are going to have. And so they've been able to make these decisions with a lot of good thought, and I think that's going to, to help us in the end have a much smoother rollout. Right. And as, as far as, as, as going Big Bang, can you talk about kind of your, your thinking behind uh, choosing that strategy? <laughs> Well, 
I'm not sure we really have that much choice. The challenge is if you don't go Big Bang is that you then have to integrate modules of the new system with modules of the old system. And, and you keep shifting those integrations as you bring each module live. It is a very complex, very messy, and very error-prone process to try and do to bring up a system one piece at a time and switch you know, one department at a time, one module at a time from one system to another. Uh, you're frankly likely to create many, many more problems with, with that kind of piecemeal approach over time than just to get it all out of the way at once. By going Big Bang, especially with these systems because they are so tightly integrated, they rely so closely on the entire system to operate, it really doesn't function well unless all of the system is there operating at, at once. Uh, so they're, they're not as effective if you only try and bring up part of it. The Big Bang is a scary thing to do. Uh, having gone through it once at Meadville, though, I've proven to myself that, that it can go fairly smoothly and with improvements that, that we hopefully will make from that last go live. Uh, I think we can make it a pretty good event. After the first couple of weeks, as everybody gets the groove of the new system and gets used to the new workflows and new processes, you actually start to see the benefits of the new system quite quickly, and, and people are much, much more satisfied than if they were having to straddle partly old systems, partly new systems. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.